And that's an action of communion. That's an action of coming into union with God once again. You know, this action of communion really is something that is very, very ancient. It isn't something that Jesus just instituted 2,000 years ago. It has been an action that has been on the planet for a long, long time. And that, that action is meditation. Of going within and communing with God. Having communion. As I said earlier, Christmas for me is an outer reflection of my inner process of meditation that I go through every day. The outer action of communion that Jesus shared with the apostles and the apostles shared with the disciples is an outer action of the same inner action of meditation, of putting God first. But sometimes we will be in such disturbance that it's hard for us to truly sit down and quiet the mind, quiet ourselves, center ourselves, and truly put God first. Because whatever it is in the world has caused us to be so attracted to something, or so disturbed by something, or so threatened by something, that we can't let go of it. We can't forgive it. We can't resolve it. And it becomes our God. Because now we're focused on it, rather than on God first. And now this is the new God in our life. And so what I have found is that just what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, communion, the celebration of communion, is an action for me of reminding myself, remembering myself back into union with God. Communion. Back into the union with God. Jesus said it this way, do this in remembrance of me. Well, he wasn't saying in remembrance of me, Jesus. He was saying in remembrance of me, the I am that I am, the divine that I am, that which I am to you, your spiritual teacher, the one who is initiating you on the path of sound and light who has the authority by God and the Holy Spirit to do that. Remember that I am. Remember God when you do this. And so I will do communion, especially when I find that something stands between me and God. That's when I often will go to that right away, very quickly, in order to release whatever it is that is between me and God and do a very physical action that helps me to move the energy and to find resolution once again so that I can be back in neutrality, back into that place of quiet and peace and loving and holding in God and with God my loving. The action of, of, of communion that Jesus set forth came out of the Passover ceremony, the Passover dinner. And it was a time when the Jewish people would come together in celebration of their exodus out of Egypt. And it was a celebration in remembrance, in remembrance of 
when the angel of death passed over the house of the Jews because they had marked their door, their mantle door, with the blood of the Lamb so that the angel of death would pass over them and only go to the house of the Egyptians and kill the firstborn. And so they do Passover in remembrance of that day where the angel of death passes over their house and does not kill the firstborn. Jesus said, to bring that up to date, let's do it in remembrance of God. Let's do it in remembrance of the I am that I am. Let's do it in remembrance so that we put God first. Always put God first. And so, for me, communion is just that. It's putting God first once again. So the way I do communion is this. First, I sit down and I write out whatever my problem is, whatever the situation is, whatever that is between me and God. <clears throat> Especially if I don't know how to handle it, I can't resolve it. And it's just right there and it's the first thing I see when I go into meditation. It's the only thing I see while I'm in meditation. I get up out of meditation. It's the only thing I see throughout the day. It's just always there. That's what I'm going to give to God. So I write it out. And I say, you know, Lord, I, your living child of God, don't know what to do with this thing. And it's standing between me and you right now. It's getting in the way, and I don't like it. So I'm going to ask you to take this, you to resolve it, you to remove it from my sight and from my life, so that I once again have you first. That's what I want. That's what my intention is in this action. And then I give that to God, and then I partake in a very physical way, an action of communion, to remember myself back to God, and to bring that memory of God first back into my consciousness. And to remember my own spiritual being as first and foremost, rather than the physical. To remember myself back into the spiritual family that I am one in. And to remember that I am a child of God first. And that God is going to give to this child anything and everything <coughs> if I will just allow it in. And that's another big key, is allowing it in, allowing God's love in. It's easy to give. A lot of us are great givers, but we're terrible in receiving. We don't know how to receive. Oh, no, that's okay. Thank you. Thank you. I don't need that. Oh, you know, you don't have to say that. Thanks. That's okay. You don't have to tell me that. Oh, I don't need this gift, really. I mean, that's, that's too expensive. You, you can get me something a little bit cheaper. Why don't you take this back and, you know... Well, I've done that myself, and I hear other people do that when I give them gifts. Whether it be physical gifts, or energetic loving gifts, or whatever it might be. So I see the game that goes on, and, and, and you know, you're my, my teacher. So when I give something to you, and I see you push it away, or, oh, that's okay, oh, I, I don't really need that, or, or whatever, you're teaching me about my own action of receiving. I see myself in that. And I go, oh, there's another part of me that doesn't allow in the loving 
that I would really like to have in my life. Pay attention, learn from this. <clears throat> and more and more I've learned over this lifetime how to be in the receiving, not just in the giving. I thought when I was a kid, it is just so much fun to give and it is great to give and it's easy to give. But the receiving end was the hard part. And so I started paying attention to how did people receive and why did people not receive or take it in. And the, the, the one that, that is so interesting is everybody is longing for love. Oh, God, if I could just find somebody that would really love me and share their loving with me and tell me that they really love me. And yet when they do find somebody who says it and demonstrates it to them, they still don't feel it. They still don't get it. Because they haven't learned and allowed that to come in. They aren't in the mode of receiving. And so even though it's there, they've still got a wall up. <coughs> They're still saying, oh, no, that's okay. You don't have to do that. But do it. I need it. I want it. What's wrong with me? <laughs> don't go away. And that's the game that I have learned. And so this action of communion is one of me making myself vulnerable once again to God. To receive from God, God's blessing. One, the blessing that God's going to take this thing now and handle it for me, with me, through me, around me. However. And two, God's once again is first and is able to be first in this flow of loving. Where I can give to God and God can give to me. And I can allow God's loving back into my life once again. Because when something stands between you and the Lord and you're focused on that first, one, you're not focused on giving God love, and two, you're not focused on opening up to allow God's love in, because you're focused on this thing between you and God, and you're not loving it, so now you're not in the giving, and you sure don't feel the love coming from this situation, so you're not in the receiving, so now you're in a place of darkness, now you're in a place of longing, now you're in a place of emptiness, now you're in a place of hurt and pain and separation. And that's the separation from God. Not from the world, not from the things of the world, because it's not about that. It's really about you and God. You, the soul, the child of God, and the Lord, the creator of all. Including you, the divine that you are. So, we're going to move on towards communion now. And we're going to be handing out pads and pens, and I'm going to ask you to write down what it is between you and God that is keeping you from being in that flow of love, that is stopping you from loving God and receiving God's love. And as you write this, write it as a child of God, because that's who you are. You are the divine living essence of the Lord. You are the firstborn of God. And as the firstborn, God loves you and wants to give everything to you. But there's this part of you that doesn't feel worthy. That this part of you that hasn't done it right. And so how could God ever give me all those things? There's a part of you that doesn't believe God cares or that God's even paying attention. There's a part of you that doesn't even know that God exists. Whatever that is, 
let that be set aside right now and write this as a divine, living, loving essence and child of God. And whatever that is between you and the Lord that separates you from God, put it down on paper and say, Lord, I as your living child give this to you. I don't know what to do with this, but you, my Father, do. So please do something with it to bring it into balance, to bring it into neutrality, to bring it into release, to take it away from me, to get it out of my sight so I can only focus on you and you alone, and you're there first and foremost and always in my life. So do that. Do that right now, and then we're going to set this up, and then I'll show you about the rest of the communion action itself.
So as you complete your letter, I would ask for you to just hold it in your hands for a few moments, go inside, and ask a blessing to be placed on it, and really give it to God. Give it to God, give your loving to God, share your loving with God, open to receive God's loving, let God's loving fill whatever the situation is, and begin to know that through that movement of loving, that this is going to change, it's going to transform, it's going to leave you. And you've got to be willing to allow that to happen. There's this part of us that will hold on for dear life because we don't like change. We wouldn't know what to do if this situation left us or changed all of a sudden. And yet we don't want it in our life. So in this moment, also be willing to give it up to God and allow it then to be gone. Allow change to take place. Allow something new to happen in your life. And recognize, if you have resistance there, to give that resistance up in the moment to God as well. So truly, this can be lifted, this can be resolved, it can be taken, and you can have life new, renewed, restored, and God can be first once again. And oftentimes, I will sign this, your loving child, Jim. So, begin to do that. When you write to God, when you talk to God, say, hey, I'm your living, loving child, Jim, or whatever. And begin to have this relationship begin to form between you and God, that you truly are a living child of God. And that God is your parent and your partner in life. And allow yourself to create that relationship. God isn't something way up there in the sky, in the heavens, way above, far away. God is right here in you as soul, as divine. And you are that firstborn, that first creation of God. And God loves the first creation. God knew it was good, knows it's good, and holds for that goodness to come into manifestation in its fullness. And it's up to us to allow that goodness to come to manifestation, to allow it. And there's nothing we have to do other than let go of all those things that block us from being the true spiritual being that we are. Just let go of them. And then stand in that pure loving. Stand in that essence of you are a child of God. Firstborn, most loved by God. You are that. And just allow yourself to be that. There's nothing you have to do but come into the allowing of yourself to be who and what you truly are.
So I'm going to share with you now the, the ritual, if you will, of communion that I do so that you can see what I do. And you can do this on a daily basis. You can do it once a week. You can do it whenever you find something's between you and God. You can find yourself doing this when all of a sudden you're not doing your meditation regularly when you had been. And this is a way for you on a physical level to recommit, to redirect yourself back into that spiritual action and to give away whatever physically is between you and that physical action of coming into union with God once again. And that's what I do. This is a, a physical reminder to go back inside and to have that inner communion, to reconnect, to recommune with God. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to ask for a blessing to be placed, and this is grape juice and on bread. And this is just a way for me to refocus myself back into spirit, back into loving, back into God first. It's not that I'm special and I can put a blessing on something and you can't. We are all children of God. And God will place a blessing in us and through us if we will allow it to happen. If we're willing to say, I'm vulnerable enough and open enough and loving enough to you, God, that I'm going to ask a blessing to be placed, and I know that in asking it is done. It's just as simple as that. So I'm going to ask for a blessing to be placed on the juice and on the bread, and then I'm going to partake of it, and then Brian's going to come up and partake, and we're going to go sit in the back, and then as you want, uh, just come up and participate in this process. And if you don't want to, that's fine too. This is an opportunity. This isn't a have to. Now, for sanitary reasons, the way we'll do this is we'll break off a little piece of bread and dip it in the grape juice and partake of it. And then go back and sit in our chair, close our eyes, and begin that inner communion. This is an outer reminder. This is an outer ritual of the true inner communion that Jesus was talking about. To remember me. To remember the I am that I am. So you do this to bring ourselves back into remembering of who I truly am as divine. And so this is an outer ritual to remember to sit down and go inside and connect once again. So I'm going to place a blessing. I'll partake. Then Brian will. And then we'll sit down. Now when you come up, I ask that you give to God whatever it is that you want God to take. And so we have a basket over here, and if it gets full, just set it on the side. It's fine. It doesn't have to be in the basket. And, uh, and give it to God. Just say, God, this is yours now. And really give it away to God. And then we're going to burn them. We're going to destroy them so that you have really given it up to God, and we're going to give it to God. We're not going to read them or anything because we don't care. This is between you and God. We don't want it. <laughs> it's not for us to do. So... But that way you've given it to God and, and there's no way for you to reclaim it. It's done. And then partake, break off the bread, dip it in the juice, participate by taking it in, go sit down and begin the inner communion with God in that way. Once everybody's completed, then I'm going to come up and I'm just going to ask the blessing to be lifted and that will complete the communion process. Okay? 
on a, on a detail level, I would ask the people, if you would, just kind of come down the center and then go out the side, mm -hmm. so that way it'll be an easy flow for everybody that we're all on the same page, okay? All right. So... Lord God, we come together in loving, and in loving we open to receive your blessings. And in this opening and in this receiving of blessing, we just ask now that your blessing be placed upon this bread, that this bread of life that nourishes the body receive the blessing of life, of spirit, and that it be filled with spiritual life. And as we partake of it, that as the bread nourishes our physical body, the blessing nourish our spirit. And at this time we ask, but in the movement of the Holy Spirit and the blessings that are being placed here, that a blessing be placed with this grape juice. This grape juice reminds us of the vine upon which the grapes grew. And the vine had to be connected back into the earth through the roots to receive the nourishment by which to grow. This reminds us that we too are a part of a great vine of life and that the roots of that vine reside in the spirit in your very heart. Let us once again connect back into our very root from which we receive our nourishment spiritually where we receive that life flow, that life love, that fulfills us and restores us and brings us back home into your very heart from which we came and by which we are fed. And so as we partake of this juice physically, we also move forward back into the oneness from which we came.
So, did everyone that wanted to participate get to participate here? So I'm going to go ahead and ask for the blessing to be lifted then. So Lord God, at this time, we open, and in an opening, we share our loving with you. And we open to receive your loving and blessing at this time. And in this action we ask that as the blessing has been placed upon this bread, through this action of loving, that it now be lifted up in an action of loving, lifted back up unto you from which it came, and that as this blessing is lifted, that all that has been placed at your feet, that has separated us from you, also be lifted up, be brought back into your loving, brought back into balance, and restored back into the action of loving. And we just now ask, with the blessing that was placed upon this grape juice, also be lifted up, and as it is lifted up, that you lift our spirit up that divine, living, loving essence of the Lord that resides in each of us, that child of God, that it be lifted up, reawakened and reconnected back into the source from which it came, restored and renewed in the flow of love, 
so that that loving lives in us and through us each moment, each day, and that wherever we go, your loving goes in us, with us, and through us to touch all that we do wherever we are. And this is something that I have done, gosh, for years and years and years, uh, since I was a kid, really. And one thing I've learned is it's not about the outer ritual. It's about the action that takes place inside of you. I remember I used to make this outer thing a very sacred thing. And I had to have it in such a certain way. I had to have certain situations, certain settings, the right kind of substance and all that, until one day I was on a flight. I don't even know where I was going, but I was on a plane, and I was in great turmoil, great disturbance. And there was a lot of things between me and God, not just one thing. And I was trying to figure them out and resolve them, and I was going to make it work, and I was going to get this done, and it was going to go away. And, and then I realized, you know, there's one thing I could do that would help, and that would be to do communion. So I was sitting there, and I was going, yeah, but right, how am I going to do communion here? I'm on the window seat of a plane, and there's people sitting next to me, and, and you know, how am I going to do it here? And at the time, I was drinking beer. I liked beer, and I had a beer and peanuts, you know, in front of me. And I'm going, how am I going to do communion here? And I heard inside, it's done inside. It doesn't matter what you do with it outside, but it's what you do inside that matters. So I did communion with peanuts and beer. <laughs> and it worked. And all the things began to resolve. All the things began to lift. I began to see God first in my life once again. And I realized then and there, it isn't about the outer substance. It isn't about the outer ritual. It's about what takes place inside your intention, your action of loving, your action of willingness to be able to give up to God and, and let God then take it and do with it what He will, what God will, rather than this outer form. So I invite you not to be stuck into the idea that you have to have it on a platter, you have to have it in a goblet, you have to have it as grape juice and bread, and you have to have a candle lit. And you even have to have a piece of paper to write your problem on. You just say it to God. God, here's what's going on in my life. It's yours. I don't want this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I, as your living child, give it to you. Daddy, please take care of this for me. <laughs> Would you give me more allowance? Would you pay my bills? Would you, you know, whatever. And, and Daddy, you'll do that for you. And, and then... Realign yourself in communion in some way, outwardly as well as inwardly. Now, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. So do it in remembrance of God. Do it in remembrance of that Holy Spirit that worked through Jesus that said, do this in remembrance. Do this in honor and in alignment and remembering of the Holy Spirit that is in you. And bring yourself back into that remembrance, that alignment. You know, another way of looking at the word remember is it's about rejoining, remembering. 
ourselves back into the family. It's connecting ourselves back to that divine vine of love that we're all a part of. And it's up to us to connect into that vine and receive the nourishment from that vine of love so that we truly can bear the good fruit. You know, if a branch is not connected well to the tree, it withers and dies, and it can't bear fruit. But if it's a healthy branch, it can receive the nourishment from the tree, and it can bear the fruit of the tree. And if it's getting good nourishment, it can bear good fruit. Well, this is about remembering, reconnecting ourselves back to our source, the divine source of loving. And if we really connect back into that through our meditation, we become a healthy branch of the tree of life. And we can bear good fruit. And that's what we are here to do, is to bear good fruit. Be good creators. The soul is here to learn about its creative ability through loving. So be good creators. Bear good fruit by connecting back to the divinity that you are and letting that which is the loving that is the divine in you come forward and manifest the fruit in you and through you. And you may not have to do very much. You may just have to participate. You may just have to show up. And then the fruit just kind of falls off the tree and you go, how did that happen? You know, and everybody's going, boy, look at what all you're doing. And you're going, I didn't know I was doing all that. You know, I don't know how that's getting done. I, I didn't do that. But you did. You, the divine, you, the soul, you, the spirit, did manifest it, did, through the loving, become the good tree, the good fruit, the good bearer of tidings, of love. So, I just ask you to participate in this however it works for you. And maybe once a year and all of a sudden you go, oh gosh, I should be doing communion right now. I've got a real problem in front of me. Or I don't feel connected back to God. Or you might do it once a week. And you might even do it regularly. Like every Sunday at 10 o'clock I'm going to do this thing. And you do it every day, every Sunday at 10 o'clock. But one thing I found, and I used to do it that way, is after a while it did become a ritual. And it didn't seem to serve me the same way. But when I do it, because I need to do it, because it remembers me back to God, because something is now in the way of me and God, it really works for me very well. When I was doing it in a ritualistic way, it, it lost its meaning, it lost its energy, because it was just a ritual. It's like a prayer you say over and over and over again. After a while, you can say it, and still in the back of your mind, you can be thinking of other things. It doesn't carry the same charge. But if you are really in need of something with God, and you're saying a prayer for the first time, and you're saying it, focusing on every word, please, Lord, hear this prayer. I really need you here to hear these words. And you're saying them. Then you're going to see something come out of that because you're putting your whole being into it. And that's what this is about. Put your whole essence into it, both outwardly and inwardly. And then you'll see the manifestation of that. All right. So I want to thank you all for coming, and I really wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas and, and a wonderful New Year to come. And may your holidays be truly filled with the blessings just as we started them here. 
May this continue on, not just over the holidays, but into the, the years to come. And any time you feel that you want to restore it, renew it, remember it, do this in remembrance and bring this back to life. That's as easy as that, to restore, to renew, to bring it back into your life on a regular basis. You know, Brian and I are going to be leaving on Christmas Day. We're going to be going over to Hawaii for uh, a month. We'll be back on January 24th. So we're going to be gone a full month. Bill will be doing the Tuesday night classes uh, while we're gone. So we ask you to come. And actually, there's one day, I don't think it's on a Tuesday, that he's going to also be doing a, a class on, oh, that's in February, the Column of Light. That's in February. So he'll be doing other things between now and the end of January for you. And so I just ask you to come and keep this energy alive inside of you. Not about ILM. You know, this isn't about membership or having you show up for us. This is about you showing up for you. And this isn't about me or Brian. This is about you. It's what you bring to this that matters, not what we bring to it. This happens only because you show up and make it happen. And so show up. Be here for you. And participate with this, the energy of the Holy Spirit that comes here to participate with you in this. We're going to be spending three and a half weeks. We've, we've, we're supposed to spend two weeks in Maui and two weeks in Honolulu to do two weeks of classes and counselings and all that. But I, after my surgeries and everything, we've redesigned our vacation. We're going to spend three and a half weeks in Maui just taking care of us, restoring, renewing, healing, getting healthy and happy and relaxed. And then we're going to go spend about four or five days over in Honolulu. We're going to do a, an initiates meeting uh, for initiates and intended initiates. And we're going to do a, a one-day uh, meditation workshop. Um, that's all we're going to do in Honolulu. And so it'll be a real easy time and a transition back into coming back to the mainland and, and getting started here again. So we're going to be kind of out of touch for... A while. I'm not going to have my cell phone on. I'm going to leave it off. I'm going to have Laura Doggett checking my messages, and she'll get back in touch with us as she can to let us know if something's up. So if you need us, call Laura Doggett, and she'll definitely get back in touch with us, let us know what's going on, and uh, if, if need be, we'll get back in touch with you. But we're going to do our very best to stay disconnected from the world as much as possible and, and and really take care of ourselves. And this is the first time I've ever done that. So uh, good for me and a challenge for me. <laughs> when we get back, we'll see a few reports back that I did what I just told you I was going to do. <laughs> He's going to have to take my cell phone away from me, I have a feeling, so that that doesn't happen. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll still be active inwardly. So you'll see me in dreams. You'll see me in meditation. And uh, so we'll be there. That doesn't stop. You can't stop the spiritual action. But sometimes you have to stop the physical to, to restore it. So, But I'm doing great. My knee is re almost completely restored from <clears throat> the surgery now. And now I can finally look on it and go, boy, I'm glad I had the surgery. <laughs> Even just a few days ago, I was going, I don't know about this. 
I thought, am I going to have to live with this for the rest of my life? But I, after this other surgery with my thyroid, I couldn't do my exercises, my physical therapy, and my knee got bad again. But now that I'm back to doing the physical therapy, boy, it's it's great. And uh, and I'm doing real good with everything else. Actually, I'm doing better without my thyroid. I am so glad I got it out. It was so messed up. It. I was just, I was hyper, I was hypo, I was hyper, I was hypo, and I was just all over the place inside, and I didn't know it. I just thought, well, this is who I am, and I, I learned how to balance it and live my life on this roller coaster of hormonal ups and downs. And now that my thyroid's out, I don't have that fluctuation going on, and I'm leveling out with the Synthroid, and I'm finding this calmness inside and this calmness is my way of doing in the world that I, I remember way back when, but I'm beginning to, to live it again, and it's, it's kind of nice. And so I'm, I don't think you hear people say, oh, I'm glad I had that taken out, but I, you know, <laughs> I'm glad I got that done. And, and uh, you know, I've always said, you know, doctors are there for a good reason. And I, with my cancer, I know that. When I had polio, I knew that. When I've had all this other stuff and now this, you know, I really believe that. So I uh, just want to share that with you. I'm doing good, and when I get back, I'll be flying high and ready to go. So, unless we decide to stay in Maui now. <laughs> then you'll just have to come over there. And uh... So, thank you all. Have a wonderful holiday season. And uh, I hope it's not too wide a Christmas here. No. <laughs> unless you want one. But I don't think it's going to be, so we'll see you all soon. God bless.